When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. Be sure to go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com for all of your equipment, apparel, and accessory needs. They've even got training aids. They've got all the great stuff from all the brands that you hear on our podcast every week. So once again, that is WorldwideGolfShops.com. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. Welcome back, folks. This is the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. Follow us all over social media at Golf Unfiltered, and you can send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. And you obviously know where to find us. You can find us all over Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network over at thehackersparadise.com. Hello to our friends over at Cleveland, Srixon, and Zegzio, and we're going to have today's guest on from Cleveland, Strixon, and Zegzio. He is Mr. Brian Schelke. He's the director of marketing, and we're going to talk a lot about the new Zipcore wedges. I'm super excited about these wedges. I've been playing them for a couple months now. It was one of those hard things that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't talk about them. It was a big secret that I couldn't share with everyone for good reason. I understand why, but it was just one of those things I wanted to get the word out to you all so that you can understand more about how great these wedges are. And obviously, you guys know that. Our partnership and our friendship with uh, Cleveland Strixon and Zegzio it goes pretty deep, but that's by choice, by the way, you know. And I think I uh, I, I like to to just remind people of that because certainly, you know, over the last I don't know maybe a couple of weeks by the time this recording comes out, there's been a lot of talk on social media recently about a uh, uh, well about sponsored content, you know, SponCon for short. And admittedly, it's not a term that. Uh, you know, I, I really knew too much about, you know, <laughs> at least in that way. I had never heard of the term SponCon. I heard a few people, uh, you know, using it or read a few people using it on social. And, you know, it, it was brought up in the context of a PGA Tour article that was written uh, quite clearly. It was written as an ad for, for another brand. And, you know, a lot of thoughts were shared about it. Uh, you know, I had a couple conversations with a few people on Twitter and, you know, people who I, who I respect. And, you know, I, personally, I think it is a good thing when there's transparency when it comes to what is sponsored content and what's not. Especially when it has to do with websites. And, you know, obviously most websites have to make money somehow in order to, to continue. And, you know, Golf Unfiltered, we've been pretty transparent with everything that we do. You can go out to our About page on our website, golfunfiltered.com, and you can see a full list of all the partners and sponsors that we work with. I can't say the same for other websites, you know. And when you start talking about the PGA Tour website, which certainly should be an unbiased, independent opinion on, you know, the things that happen on tour every week, I also understand that, you know, there is a partnership in golf, usually, with the golf manufacturers, the original equipment manufacturers, the OEMs. You know, 
that has always been hand in hand. And I contend that partnerships and sponsorships between players and equipment manufacturers, that's always been a thing. And of course, we all agree on that, I would hope, because it's the most obvious thing in the world. But there's also a partnership between OEMs and the tour. And yes, there's even partnerships between the governing bodies, the USGA and the RNA, and equipment manufacturers, and the tour. So everyone kind of plays together in this big sandbox. Now, I know that one of the points that was brought up, and it has been brought up to me, actually, uh, regarding Golf Unfiltered in the past, to a much lesser extent, but one of the things that people see you know, an issue with is how can you be fully independent? How can you offer a fully unbiased opinion about a product or a service if you are sponsored by them? And that makes complete sense. 100% that makes complete sense. The point here, though, folks, is it's a matter of what do you want to believe and how do you want to be shown the content that you consume and by whom. And here at Golf Unfiltered, at least, what we talk about is we talk about a lot of different products. You guys, if you've listened to the podcast over the last 260-odd episodes, you know that we cover a lot of different ground. And because of that, we don't just talk about the products from the brands that partner with us. As it relates to the PGA Tours website, just as a comparison... Obviously, our two sites cover very different things. The PGA Tour can't do that. It wouldn't make sense to write about a product or to review equipment from a company that they don't partner with. And so the argument here isn't, you know, they should write more about equipment. That's not the point. The point here is it makes sense that they would do something like that, especially when they partner with an organization. Look, money exchanges hands, folks. I mean, that's not a big... Uh, people know that, right? Like, we all understand that that's the way that this works. I mean, PGA Tour leaderboard graphic has had Titleist all over it for years, and now all of a sudden it's is an issue. So here's where I kind of land on this whole thing, and we may talk about this more. I don't know. Maybe I'll reach out to a few folks to come on and offer a differing opinion. But if we can all accept the fact that... Sponsorships exist, partnerships exist, and it's just kind of out there in the open. If we can accept that, then I think it's also worthy, or it's worthwhile, rather, for websites to be completely transparent about what those partnerships are. Now, the one point of contention regarding that PGA Tour uh, website article is that, you know, it wasn't really blatantly obvious that it was a sponsored ad. Um, and there wasn't, you know, a disclaimer at the top of the article that this is sponsored content. You know, that would be, that would have been better. Then at least that eliminates the argument that, oh, is this an ad or not? And then you can kind of maybe focus on, is it appropriate for them to be posting it anyway? Look, if we're just all transparent about what the partnerships are that we work with and the sponsors and the people that, that partner with us, and we list that for everyone to see, I think that's a step in the right direction because I can tell you that is not a universally accepted thing. And that is not a universally practiced thing. Go out to your favorite equipment review website. See if they list their, their sponsors anywhere on the site. I think that is where we run into problems. As far as the PGA Tour website goes, you know what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It probably won't happen very often as far as uh, you know sponsored content, but... 
they're in the right to do so. At any rate, sorry, getting off my soapbox now. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Mr. Brian Schelke, the uh, marketing director from Cleveland Strixon and Zegzio here in just a bit. Let me know your thoughts on not only today's conversation, but on the intro conversation or monologue, I guess, that I just went through. Let me know. Reach out, adam at golfandfilter.com. We'll be right back. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. No big hype, no big price, but definitely a big deal. Take advantage of their factory direct model where you cut out the middleman and get the best products shipped to your door direct from the company. They've got a demo program to try out their products before you buy, a trade-up program to get these clubs in your hands even quicker, and special financing where you can split your payment into four to make these clubs even more affordable. Go to BenHoganGolf.com to learn more. Welcome back, folks. As I mentioned at the top of the show, joining us today is Mr. Brian Schelke. He is the Director of Marketing over at Cleveland, Strixon, and Zegzio. Brian, it's nice to uh, take some time out of our busy schedules and get to talk about uh, a product that I really love. Nice to see you today. Yeah, nice to see you too, and thanks for having me on. Absolutely, sir. Uh, you know, we're going to get into talking about the new Zipcore wedges from Cleveland. I've been playing them for a couple months now, love them. Uh, but, you know, in my, I'd like to tell the audience at least a little bit of background of our guests. And correct me if I'm wrong, in my research, I found that you started in R&D and you moved to marketing. Is that correct? I did. Yeah, I did about five years or so in R&D as a research engineer and then kind of moved over to the marketing side doing more product planning and still working closely with R&D folks, um, but more on a market research product planning side of things. Um, and kind of that took me there about oh, eight years ago. So now I've, I've seen both sides, R&D and marketing. Nice. And I'm noticing that there's a lot of movement like that between those two departments. Is that pretty typical in, in golf? Um, yeah, at least in our our company, um, you know, the people kind of doing the market research, planning that it or planning the products, if they have an R&D background, know what it takes to build them, all the testing involved, the timelines, it only helps the collaboration, you know, within the whole company. So that brings us to the newest release from Cleveland, which is extremely exciting. And that are that is the Zipcore wedges, the RTX Zipcore. And, you know, Brian, one of the things that jumps out right from the start, you know, uh, I'm a longtime fan of the brand. I've been playing the wedges for many years. From a marketing standpoint, you notice that there's a slight name change. You kept RTX and you didn't go RTX 5. You went yeah. Zipcore. So what was kind of the thought process between behind that? Yeah, so we'll start with the RTX side of things. Um, our RTX line of wedges stands for wedges built for better, more serious golfers. These are the wedges played out on tour. They're for the low to mid handicap golfer who really I like to think of them as they can control their short game rather than their short game controls them. <laughs> um, so we, we make wedges for better players under the RTX line, and then we make wedges for more mid-handicap golfers who need a little bit of forgiveness but still some versatility under our CBX um, family. And then we do have smart sole wedges as well that are really wide sole. So, but back to RTX Zipcore. So, mm. yeah, a lot of people, I think, figured we'd be launching RTX 5. And when we're – that we could have named it RTX 5, but we're in the development um, stages and we're looking at all this new technology going into the wedge and we're just thinking like, 
man, naming it RTX 5 just makes it sound like a very subtle or incremental improvement over RTX 4. Uh, but really, the technologies going into the wedge are more revolutionary than evolutionary. You know, they're big technology changes, t big improvements. And we really wanted to highlight that with the name as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where RTX Zipcore came about um, rather than RTX 5 or a different name. I, I like how you put that because I've even noticed a significant uh, enhancement on an already great product, which was the RTX 4. You know, and I, I just I've noticed subtle things, but also a lot of great things that just kind of, wow. I can't believe that this wedge is doing this. So let's kind of talk a little bit about Zipcore. So the name is Zipcore itself. You know, what does that refer to in terms of the technology? Yeah. So, and going back, even you said you've noticed some things big, some things are more subtle changes. Hmm. And I think that's always a dilemma for us when we're designing a wedge for the best players in the world. On one side of things, we want to make it new and improve the performance as much as we can. But on the other side of things, when they're playing wedges for a reason, and when we ask them, hey, what do you want to see in a wedge? They're like, well, I like this one. Don't change much about it. <laughs> um, they're, they're very in tune with the exact look, the shaping, the feel. And so there are certain parts of an RTX wedge we can't change, mm -hmm. and we haven't changed those on the Zipcore wedge. But what we have changed is on the inside, a little bit more hidden technologies so we've been able to improve the performance dramatically without affecting the shape, the feel, the sound, and all those things you want to be very familiar in a wedge. Um, so this zip core, it's a kind of a lightweight or low density core that's mm -hmm. on the inside of the wedge. Um, so if you imagine a typical wedge is all steel mm -hmm. and steel is, you know, fairly heavy relative to some other materials. Um, but we've been able to take some of the steel on the inside that isn't really useful from a performance standpoint and replace it with this lightweight zip core material. Mm -hmm. And that's freed up our engineers and our designers to really put weight, put that weight savings back in better places to improve the consistency, the spin, the feel um, without really impacting like having some radically different looking technology or having an off-putting look at a dress. We've been able to make these big technological um, improvements while keeping everything else looking nice. One of the uh, subtle, I would call it, improvements that I noticed was the weighting of the club head. You know, I, I actually mentioned this to our mutual friend, Noel, um, yeah. who, you know, I said, look, you know, I, I noticed that I, I typically hit my wedges a little bit thin when I hit them poorly. I, I don't think I've hit the zip core thin at all. And I attribute that a lot to the weighting of the, of the club head. I, it just seems a little bit heavier, which is a good thing for me. Am I picking up on something that you consciously tried to put into the wedge? Yeah, there's, so there's two things we've done kind of with this extra weight that we, the zip core is freed up. Um, the first is center of gravity location. Mm -hmm. So typically in the past, wedges have these big, long hosels on them. And that pulls a lot of the weight towards the shaft or towards the heel of the wedge. So even when you hit it, strike a wedge in the exact center of the face, the center of gravity is more towards the heel. So it's like you're mishitting it slightly. Mm -hmm. and if you hit it even out on the toe, it's even more dramatic of a mishit. So what we've been able to do is shift the weight more to the center. So, this, so the center of gravity is aligned with where you're actually striking the ball, um, which means you're more 
there's less vibrations, there's the less harsh impact. Um, so that might be what you're feeling. We've been able to move the center of gravity exactly where we want to optimize performance there. And we've been trying to do this. This isn't new um, with some of our field balancing technology in the past. So mm. um, if you're, you guys are all familiar with that, we've yeah. been kind of shaving little bits of weight out here and there and kind of repositioning it more centered. Um, but with this zip core, we're able, whereas in the past it was, you know, two, three, four grams here and there. This zip core displaces about 15 grams of weight that we can move. So not only now can we get the center of gravity where we want, but then we can add in quite a bit of MOI to it as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so if you look on the back of the wedge, there's a, kind of this little peak um, kind of up high towards the toe section. Um, that represents where we've moved some of that weight. And that really helps for stability as you hit up or down the face. So if you do hit a thin shot, like you're saying, a, a groove or two too low or a groove or two too high, rather than it coming up a little short, or coming up long, I guess, if you hit it thin, sure. um, that spin and trajectory is the same as had you hit it on the center of the face. That point is what I've noticed as kind of that eye-opening, holy cow, I still can't believe I'm getting this performance because believe it or not, I don't hit the center of the club face every time. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> you know, uh, people listening to this are probably laughing. On the internet, everybody hits the center of the club face. Um, but, you know, I'll hit a shot and I'll, I'll feel that I didn't make complete center contact i'll validate that by looking at where the grass is on the face of the wedge but that ball is still behaving as if i did that's incredible yeah. to me yeah i mean that's really the goal it's like make miss hits act like center face shots and especially for wedges because they have so much loft and you're hitting them out of deep rough or off thin lies or maybe even from the fringe or tight fairways you tend to hit them more miss either thin or miss a little high on the face and a lot of times if you miss them high on the face it comes up a little short kind of launches a little higher um, and comes up short but with zipcore we've really worked to reduce that and mm -hmm. make those shots up and down the face much more stable and much more consistent um, so you can kind of the shot you're picturing you can hit even if you do miss it a little bit another big enhancement that I've noticed, of course, and is said throughout the marketing materials and on the website, of course, clevelandgolf.com are the Ulti-Zip grooves. What can you tell our listeners about those guys? Um, yeah, so we, we, we're very passionate about our grooves. <laughs> we, I, we probably do more testing than anyone else. We're out, you know, we have multiple robots that can test different spin conditions and um, you know, we do a lot of player testing, tour testing. Um, we cut faces off of wedges, so it's a super controlled environment. So we care a lot about spin. We're testing different groove patterns every day. And But this was a pretty big change for us um, compared to our tour zip grooves. And what's somewhat new is we're studying pretty hard where golfers use the wedges the most and where they're losing the most shots on the course with their wedges. Hmm. And the majority of wedge shots are actually used from about 50 yards and in from the green. Um, if you look at a distribution plot, a lot of them are from in that 20 to 50 yard range. And then there's a little mini peak around a hundred yards where golfers are hitting full shots. Um, so we definitely want to create these grooves that provide more spin and more consistent spin on every shot, but mm -hmm. we especially want them 
to spin a lot on those shorter shots where one golfers are hitting them most often, but also it's the hardest to get spin on those shots we, most of us can stop a hundred yard wedge shot on the green, no problem. But if you're in that 20, 30, 40 yards range, you're trying to hit over bunker and get to stop quicker. It's a little bit harder because you don't have as much speed. So these ulti zip grooves really shine on those more partial shots and both increased spin and spin consistency on those shots. Yeah, I've hit some of my best sand shots over the last couple of weeks. My playing competitors will tell you that. They're, they're very unhappy <laughs> yeah. uh, with these wedges. It's incredible. And so I can definitely relate to what you're just describing. And I imagine that there was a lot of attention, as you just described, paid to those trouble shots. Yep, exactly. And you'll it's a little bit of a visual technology in the fact that our grooves have gotten closer together. So we have more grooves on the face now. And a big part of that is that when you're hitting those more partial shots or greenside shots, the ball doesn't compress on the face quite as much. Mm. So the ball's not contacting as many groove edges on those partial shots. So the closer you can make them, the more grooves you can fit on the face, the better for more edge contact and getting that extra bite. Um, So that's one of the things we've tweaked among a few other um, kind of pieces of geometry in the grooves. Sure, sure. And I'd imagine that reception, you know, on the tour side, because you had mentioned that you do a lot of tour testing as well, has been pretty positive. Yeah, very positive. Um, I think across the board, the spin, the consistency, the feel, and I mean, you, you give it to a tour player and before they even hit a shot, they'll look down on it. Mm -hmm. and say if they like it or not and that's the first test so we definitely with the look the shape offset kind of that hosel blend we we passed that with the tour guys they love the shape of it Um, and then they start hitting it and with the zip core is probably the biggest improvement and it's nice to do some tour testing with a technology like that because it's somewhat hidden it's on the inside of the wedge so we were able to go out with prototypes actually about almost three years ago hmm. going out on tour with prototypes um, with and without this type of zip core material inside really to help validate the technology early on. And we could hand a tour player both wedges without them knowing what's going on because it is on the inside and say, Hey, what do you feel? What do you see? Anything different? And they wouldn't recognize from a visual standpoint, anything different, um, but they could sense like the added consistency, you know, especially up and down the face and a little bit more spin on some of those partial shots that they weren't really expecting. So um, it's been a fun project for a long time and tour testing was a big part of that. You know, that's incredible. Some of the stuff that we like to talk about on this podcast are kind of the, the behind the scenes, little known facts and every new product has a story. And so like what you just mentioned about you testing prototypes of this three years ago, I mean, that's eye-opening to me. Is there anything else, you know, one of those little tidbits that when you think back about Zipcore years from now that you'll remember is, oh yeah, we had to think about this thing. Uh, I mean, I think it was part of the development process was just to get this material right. You need it to be super lightweight, um, to do what we're trying to do but then also we actually cast the metal around it so it needs Mm. to be stable enough to hold in place during that needs a high melting point so when this molten steel is wrapping around it um so a lot went in developing the zip core material um to kind of withstand that manufacturing process and kind of come up how we wanted it in the end 
Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine that there's just so many different tweaks and, and I'd imagine it's just so exciting to see this, what went from a prototype to now the finished product. That's gotta be exciting. It's, it's like the yeah, lifespan of something. It's very, it's why, it's why we're doing what we do. And I, I love, yeah, especially once we're now launching the wedge here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thinking back over the years of working on it and like those first meetings we were in where we were talking about different concepts. So it's, it's fun to kind of get to somewhat of the finish line from a development standpoint here, once we launch the wedge and get it into customers' hands and golfers' hands and uh, kind of listen to the feedback that they give us as well. So then we can go out and make the next one even better. Yeah, absolutely. And so obviously, Brian, uh, the time we're working in right now, you know, one of the the calendar stops where a lot of people get these clubs in their hands is at the PGA Merchandise Show. Mm. Uh, we just heard not too long ago that apparently they're still planning on having one. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how that's going to play out. I'm not asking you to comment on that, but rather how has, from a marketing standpoint, how has Cleveland and Strixon had to adjust to, quite frankly, not being able to get things out as cleanly as once before due to the current climate. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely tough, tougher than a normal launch. Um, but at the same time, the technology is so good these days. Like I'm here talking with you about it. We've yeah. been able to ship you the wedges early so you can get out and testing, test it. So I think if this had happened, you know, even, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it would have been a lot bigger or a lot more difficult Mm -hmm. than it is now where um, so much is transitioning to the digital age anyway. Um, So we're just trying to embrace that and um, get the message out there that way. And how has that changed the way that you work with testers, you know, with the tour testers, with, with top players, has it changed at all? Um, So, I mean, from a tour standpoint, we were able to, you know, still send, send wedges and clubs to the tour guys houses and they they could test them mm-hmm. um but yeah definitely typically we're out five days a week testing with average golfers as well um we want to make sure our equipment doesn't just work for tour pros but it works for all of us playing golf every weekend or during the week and we're the <laughs> probably the most passionate about um the game out of anyone so we're testing five days a week with um kind of normal golfers as well. So that slowed a little bit over these last few months, um, but we're working to get back there. um, And hopefully, hopefully this thing. Yeah. is over pretty soon. And yeah. Oh, you there, Brian? There's, yeah, sorry. I think my phone cut out or something. That's okay. No worries. I can take that out. Of post. All right. Perfect. So I'll do a three, two, and then we'll go right back into it. Okay. Three, two. Yeah. I, I'm hoping, uh, you know, along with a lot of people, I'm hoping that we get back to normal or anything close to normal soon. And certainly in the golf industry, you know, people want to get out and they want to try new things and they want to play new products like RTX Zipcore. And so on that point and emphasizing a point you just brought up, we've been talking a lot about better players, about tour player testing. Is there, you had mentioned earlier that RTX traditionally is for the lower handicap, mid handicap, but the qualities within Zipcore seem like they could help golfers of any type. 
would you say yeah. that the, the the audience is wider these days? Yeah, it's definitely much wider with RTX Zipcore than RTX 4, for example. And it's not quite this simple, but I'd say, you know, cavity back wedges have grown in popularity quite a bit over these last few years. Our CBX two wedges are doing great and helping a lot of golfers who need that forgiveness um, in their short games. And so with Zipcore, it gets pretty close to CBX2 in terms of the, those forgiveness technologies, but it looks a little bit cleaner. It has a smaller profile, um, shorter blade length, less offset. So it, it's very much has all those tour qualities from his aesthetic standpoint, but mm -hmm. then has some, a lot of those same forgiveness technologies that a CBX2 wedge might have in terms of center of gravity position, MOI and stability. So, yeah, so this one, I think we've, broaden the range of our our rtx family um with the zip core wedge and that's a that's a positive for golf in general i mean uh listeners uh once again we're talking to mr brian shelke he's the director of marketing over at cleveland strixon and zegzio and this is a fantastic product uh you guys know i love the brand and i i just got to tell you this is probably one of the best wedges i've ever played uh, especially out of the rough, Brian. I mean, I don't know how you guys pulled that off, but I mean, I'm spinning a couple wedges back out of the rough and I never do that. <laughs> so yeah, kudos to you guys for doing that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I mean, really with the spin and the grooves, it's, we want a lot of spin obviously, but really it's like that spin consistency. That's the real key. How can we make rough shots act like fairway shots? Mm -hmm. If we can do that, we've won. We're, we're able to give you a better wedge by making those rough or light rough shots spin like the fairway. So you can just take your normal swing and don't have to be guessing, oh, this one might come out hot or this one might be flying a little bit or come out dead. So our grooves really are working hard to do that. And the consistency from those different conditions really excels on the zip core. And it, it's fun to hit, <laughs> you know, yeah. fairway or rough. It's still fun. They definitely are. Absolutely. So, you know, Brian, thanks so much for coming on to talk a little bit about Zipcore. Before we let you go, because I know you're a busy guy, what's the one thing that excites you the most about Zipcore? Um, I mean, I think it's just the, the Zipcore itself, the technology. It's not every day you can come out with a new product with this new material or technology that's never been put in a golf club before. Um, this is the first time it's ever been in a golf club. It's the performance is it's not just, you know, one generation beyond the last. It's, you know, three, four generations beyond our previous wedges. So I think just it's exciting to me launching a new wedge with this new kind of construction and material and core inside of it. Um, and just can't wait for golfers to go test them out, see for themselves and, you know, put them in the bag. Absolutely. Golfers, go out, clevelandgolf.com. Check this thing out. And as Brian just mentioned, this technology has never been done before. And so go out and check it out. You're really going to enjoy it. Brian, thanks so much for hopping on. Uh, have a great rest of your week, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Yeah, Adam, you too. Thanks a lot for having me, and have a good one.